All right, Jordy, thank you for that summary of beauty there. We uh, A couple of notes before we do start talking about it. This is Rick Fukuyama's sixth episode, or fifth episode, fifth episode, y'all. <laughs> wait, wait. Who, <laughs> wait, who directed this? Rick Fukuyama. No, you, you put a K in a G in <laughs> is there. Is it wrong? <laughs> what is it? Fama Yua. Fama Yua. Okay, let me start over. That's pretty a good open. Mama, you, you it's because you said Rick Fuck your mama you when I got on you. Are? It's your Rick fault. You <laughs> you. Oh my God. This is what happens when you Fama you are. All right, Fama you are. Fama you are. Fama you are. All right, good. Thank you, Jordy, for that wonderful. Just start over. We leave it all in. You can just go ahead and set up. Yeah, oh, yeah, really? Fama you are. I'm not starting over. Rick Fama you are. My bad. We're keeping it in there. I apologize, dude. I love you. Three men who also happen to be best friends as well as a bunch of complete movie nerds are on a mission to save the world with a podcast that really honestly doesn't help with or solve any of the world's problems whatsoever. Sorry. Please grab your bowl of popcorn and your sugar-free beverage. Get to your seats. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Screens and Sizes. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to this newest episode of All Screens and Sizes. We are very excited to be with you today because not only are we doing a Mando review, but our tribe has also gathered to talk about what happened this past weekend at the Star Wars celebration. So we're going to jump into that first. But before we do that, let's say hello to our boys here and see how they're doing this week. How are we feeling, fellas? Feeling good. Feeling good. For me personally, just had a big win with the team. Now we've got whoop, whoop. four four days off, so I'm planning on hitting some Greek islands and hopefully getting Good my Lord. tan on a little bit. So we'll see. Are you going by yourself or uh, some you... some uh, friends might be joining me? We'll see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let's get to here, man. Enjoy that. I've I can't remember the last time I had more than a day off ever for basketball. So kind of jealous, especially right, being able to do right. it at the Greek islands. Um, yeah, so. Try to be non-spoilery. I saw a movie last night that might be top three movies I've seen this year. Super Mario Brothers. That was a blast. So-called kids movie. I was the youngest in there. Have you only seen three movies this year? I said top three. (laughs) Top three movies. That's what I'm saying. The first first movie I've seen this year. But yeah, we're probably going to dedicate another podcast to what we've seen recently and kind of breaking down what we thought of it and such. But uh yeah, and then we were looking forward to to another episode of The Mandalorian. Two episodes left. Speaking of it being a so-called kids movie, I can't find a showing before five o'clock, so I don't know how to get. <laughs> I don't know how many get to go see that, but I got to. I got to yeah, go too. see it. But I mean, just since we were together last discussing the last episode of Mandalorian, we kind of on a huge downer, depressed even about this, the current state of affairs. Phil is going to take us through a journey because a lot has happened since then to now in, in just one week, huh? Well, yes, and I also have something else to add to that. According to my my chart this morning, I did get an ultrasound yesterday. Respect to all the mothers out there who went through ultrasounds. I had my first one yesterday. <laughs> According to the pictures, 
I am kidney stone free, baby. Oh, yeah. So we I'm love to hear it. We love to hear it. Yeah. I thought we were announcing a pregnancy. No, no pregnancy. Infinity Gauntlet is almost complete. Two more stones and it will be there. Let's hope it never happens. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So we're going to start off with Star Wars Celebration. That took place this weekend, and we have been so excited to talk about it. We've we've pulled the reins on ourselves because we didn't want to spoil anything. We wanted to save it for the pod. So what we're going to do is break down everything that was announced this weekend. Um, but first, I'm going to start off with the timeline that they posted. The nine eras that they announced for the timeline, that much of this content will be throughout. Era number one would be Dawn of the Jedi. Era number two, the Old Republic. Era number three, the High Republic, which if you've been reading recently or not you should there have been some novels that have come out with that so it's like our newest part of star wars that's been released the next era number four is the fall of the jedi yoda's fault era number five is a reign of the empire number six age of rebellion number seven the new republic which is about where we're out right now with the mando series uh leading to the era number eight rise of the first order and then the ninth and final era announced is the New Jedi Order. Uh, so let's talk about the first announcement that they gave us. And that would be James Mangold's Dawn of the Jedi, which is supposed to set 25,000 years before any Star Wars that we have now. This is supposed to be a uh, project that's going to demonstrate or show us the very first Jedi, which is very exciting to think about. So what do you guys think? Man, I I don't want to get into too much detail because we got a lot to cover, but that's kind of what I've been looking for with Star Wars, man. I want to get rid of this whole Empire thing and, and that that era that we've gotten so so familiar with. I'm so excited to dive to some really new uncharted territory, even you know further back than the Old Republic. So I'm I'm really really hyped for that. Agreed. I think I think if done correctly, we can have a super epic sort of tale of you know like you said the first jedi and then sort of the the discovery of the force which was i think they also marketed it as like this discovery of the force and how they became in touch with the force which was pretty cool i think yeah there is some stuff out there that kind of touched on a little bit of that the origin of the force and how all that came to be but i wonder how much you're actually going to take and, and and translate to the to the big screen Right, so I hate to be the downer on this one, guys. I'm excited for it, but with it being James Mangold, the dude's got a lot of movies coming out here recently. Then it also seems like something that we've known Star Wars, if they can't agree on something, they push it to the side. I'm very excited for what they could do with it, but I'm also cautious thinking, what if something breaks down with James Mangold with all the stuff he's got going on? What if they can't agree on a true story? Because it just seems like a very um, complex thing, which I'm very excited for, but I'm trying to stay... Not as excited because cautious. You got to be cautious, cautious about this one. Yeah, <laughs> with, with over delaying things and then people cancel things. It's the one thing I could see getting pushed to the shelf. Um, Wait, so you're you're cautious just because that it won't happen. That it won't happen. Okay, but just having Mangold at the helm alone should be enough to at least. Oh no, we're gonna do it him for yeah, sure. Okay. But like this dude's got indie coming out. He's still supposed to do True. Swamp Thing for DC. He's on yeah, the he's books right. for yeah, another yeah. book, like another movie. He's got a lot of stuff. So I'm like, how is he gonna fit this in, and at what point? So I'm just cautious. I'm just checking out the landscape. Did they, but did I they give it. us a time a timeline for when that movie might come? For no. The, so, okay. No. It could be it could be further down the line. She who shall not be named was expecting to have 
some scripts coming her way fairly soon. Right. Yeah, so okay. we'll see. But yeah. I definitely want to. I'm just cautious about it being shell. The next thing that's coming out, and this is a, a soon-to-be-released series, which is The Acolyte, which is supposed to take place before the prequel series, which is what I've been wanting in Star Wars, which is a more Sith-focused storyline. So The Acolyte, um, what was the guy? Didn't they say it is a frozen meets kill bill kill bill yeah <laughs> so i saw that headline i read a little more detail i think what they were meaning or what they explained later was that um it's going to focus on like the sister relationship so i'm assuming there's going to be some sisters involved um and then maybe their differences and then the kill bill um the martial art aspect of kill bill so i don't know how much i don't know why they would say that per se they could have just said any martial arts but i think that's what they meant when they twisted the two together um, but like I said, I'm all for the Sith stuff. I'm excited for it, especially during the prequel, before the prequel series, to see where the Sith have been all this time and what little story they do. And it's a series, so it's more than a two-hour thing. I don't know how long it'll be, but probably going to get around six hours of content. So I'm excited for it. What about you guys? I went in the time span that it was, well, of just of Star Wars Celebration, I went all over the place with my feelings for this because I had been so incredibly hyped all along since it was announced. Then some of the first context information came out. Um, the frozen comparison, I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> then I saw the brief interview of some of the cast members saying the most beautiful thing about Star Wars, you know, is that it's not about good versus evil or, you know, and I was like, dude, this is kind of the whole thing that Star Wars is about. Like, what are we doing here? Right? Like what's going on? But then I saw some clips possibly illegally recorded and posted online of the actual trailer and that thing just sold me man you didn't March send it to us yeah no, jory no you've been you've been, no well, you even tell us you had it you've been gatekeeping uh, these trailers on. from us well i know i'm bombarding you guys with messages all the time and i did mention that i saw the clips from the acolyte trailer that they showed and i said the mixed martial arts made my nipples erect Ooh. ladies and gentlemen that's what i said <laughs> And that's exactly what it did. The, the mixed martial arts looks incredible. And that's kind of what I've been missing a bit with Star Wars too. The sequel trilogy, the fighting choreography. It was eh, it was all right. But that prequel, man, that prequel mixed martial arts sprinkled all over. That's what really, really did it for me. So I'm really excited to see that. Well, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. When they when I heard Frozen and Kill Bill, that's the only thing I heard about it, honestly. You guys know more about it than I did. <laughs> And I love Frozen and I love Kill Bill. So I was like, okay, yeah, I didn't know what the hell that meant. But I was uh, <laughs> I was on board from that point on. Um, and again, I, we've, we've known kind of the backstory about what Acolyte is. And like you said, Phil, exploring the Sith is always something I'm going to sign up for. So I'm, I'm also excited for that. Up next in the timeline is Tales of the Jedi Season 2. So we just had Tales of the Jedi Season 1, like, not too long ago, I don't think. Uh, if you haven't watched, I highly recommend watching it. Um, it's a quick, fun run-through of some some Jedi stories, obviously, during the prequel series. And one's a little bit before. Um, but we got Tales of the Jedi Season 2. I obviously love the first season. I'm all in on the second season. Um, I'm a huge fan of the anime stuff that they're doing. So I'm not going to complain with more anime. I think it lets you explore so much more. Um, a lot easier but it's also they also do some clever stuff with how it looks um and the different styles from different series to series so i'm all excited for it um what about you guys 
Yeah, I love. I don't even really think we need to discuss it a whole lot. I think we all unanimously loved every second of yeah. it. Um, so I'm excited to see what else they can do to fill in some of the gaps, provide some context to to the prequels or whatever era they they tackle. Yeah, I'm all in. I I will say this: I absolutely loved the first season of Tales of the Jedi. I think that they touched on some things that we were all kind of curious about. With that being said, I don't necessarily love the idea of exploring the type of meaningful things that they explored in season one. I would rather see it in more big time projects and things like that, because while I did enjoy season one, I am more excited about seeing those things in more like maybe movies or series or things that they're dedicating more time to um, instead of like, I think there were like 12 minute episodes, something like that, Um, which Mm -hmm. I, I have to say I loved them, but I, I hope yeah, that we don't. I don't want to. I don't want to dedicate too much of our big Star Wars moments that we could possibly explore in other places to twelve-minute Tales of the Jedi episodes. But yeah, with I that being that. said, I will be tuned in and signed up and no, and I, I agree. I would much like it. I think just with these stories being told, though, it's it's different than some of the stuff we have now because a lot of the people who play those characters are aged out or whatever. So it's just easier to do anime, I guess. I don't know, but I'm excited for another season. <sighs> All right, and following Tales of the Jedi Season 2, we are now going to have Bad Batch, the third and final season. The second season just ended about two weeks ago. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I think the Bad Batch, especially this last season, has been really good. It's gotten dark. It's going into that heavy Palpatine storyline. I like showing how he's manipulating behind the scenes. Well, not even behind the scenes anymore. He's up front. He's still manipulating behind the scenes. He's still tricking people in the areas how to get things done, especially with the clones and stuff like that. Um, but I'm all in on seeing it come to an end. I think the most beautiful things about series is when they do come to an end because they have a, a full story uh, and not dragging on too long. So I'm excited for this final season. I'm not sure if they announced how many episodes it's going to be. Usually it's around 18. Um, but I'm excited for it. What about you guys? Oh, I can't wait. I think um, up until now, up until this this week's episode of Mandalorian, I feel like the Bad Batch is probably my favorite thing that they've had going um, Star Wars wise. I've loved it so much. Uh, I love these characters. I love what they're doing with the story. And yeah, it's every it's like week to week. It's it's, it's getting better and better. I know we had some dragging episodes earlier on this season, but it's just part of the the, the whole the whole style of those animated shows. But yeah, I'm, I love it. I can't wait for more. And one side makes me sad that it's ending, but I'm also really glad that they're not dragging it on and milking it too too much. So I'm 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 excited to see what they'll do to wrap this thing up. Agreed. Uh, very excited to see where we go with this. They kind of left us on a cliffhanger there at the end of season two. <laughs> um, so very excited to get back to, to the Bad Batch in season three. And then, like you said, Jordy, I'm kind of glad they're not dragging it on too long. Um, they had some filler episodes here and there, um, but sticking to the main storyline, I think there's still some really good stories to tell with those guys and those characters. The next thing is not really, um, there's not really a whole lot of details on it, but I think it fit in this part of the timeline around the Bad Batch era. Uh, they did announce, or she who, or he or she, yeah, they, who will, shall not be named, mentioned that Lando is still happening. So there's been some news recently that Glover said that there was talks of him coming back. Um, they didn't say that any deals or nothing like that is set yet, but they're saying that the series is still happening. I think he was the one great thing, Glover playing um, Lando in Solo. Um, so if it's a series, I'm 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 all for it. We'll see what 
shenanigans Lando was on after he loses his beloved Millennium Falcon. Um, but again, it's not guaranteed yet, but they are saying it's still happening. So what about you guys? Are you on board on with this coming with Glover coming back as Lando? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed. I mean, I still enjoy the solo movie, especially over time. It's gotten better. Um, I think it was just that the, the timing was was rough with the, the state the stars was in. But I mean, obviously, Glover was one of the, the highlights of that film. Um, and it would just make sense to have him in the show and, and kind of capitalize on, on, on not just his popularity, but also the popularity Lando has always had. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down to see that for sure. I don't know if we'll ever see the light of day, but <laughs> so far I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, like the, the mango thing I was saying, I'm not sure. Yeah. I am cautious, but I I'm, I'm, I'm kind mm-hmm. of mad on this. I mean, I, I enjoyed Glover as Lando. Uh, I thought he was great. I thought he was fine, but I'm kind of, I'm, I don't really have my juices flowing for, for this, for this, uh, project. No juice. <laughs> no juice. The juice has expired. Expired. <laughs> expired. Sorry. Before before we get canceled, we're talking about the juice that you can drink, guys. Jews yeah, are yeah. more than welcome at the show uh, yeah. and in this podcast. Yeah, Jewish not... people, that is. Oh, sorry. Please continue. I don't say that clearly. Uh, so after Lando, right in the timeline would be, woo, the show that you guys didn't want. Andor season two. The first season is by far not even the best Star Wars show. It is one of the best shows, period. Even if you don't like Star Wars, you have to watch Andor Season 1. It will make you just want to do things. <laughs> it is great. It just No, I don't want to spoil it if no one's not seen it, but it, it will motivate you to live life to the fullest and take charge. So Andor Season 2, they're working on that. They'll be coming back out on Disney+. Plus. I don't know. I think they may have gave a date, maybe 2024, possibly. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Andor season they finished wrapping. They finished wrapping. Yeah. I mean, they finished wrapping. They finished filming. They wrapped filming. Right. Uh, next year should should drop. Yeah. Wrapping up yeah, a present for us. So I'm definitely all for. Oh, yeah. and I did see today, guys. Is it a spoiler if I tell it to you? I think I know what you're about to say. Oh, I'm gonna say it anyways. <laughs> He's back. Andy Circus will be back for <laughs> season two. Let's he go. Was so great. I'm excited. He was so great. I'm really excited for this one for sure. Like. More than the ones we've said previously, I'm really excited for this one. There's only one way out, right? This is that's his thing, though. There's only one way out during his epic, epic speech, epic monologue. Crazy. I hope he, I hope he took some swimming lessons. Between he's still out there. He's still, <laughs> he's still, he's still in the prison. No, I'm so hyped. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they'll be able to top season one, but this is that is actually the direction that I want Star Wars to go. More serious, incredible, incredibly written, uh, just adding that depth to the characters and all that stuff. It's just completely two worlds apart with the writing that we've had in Mandalorian. So it's, uh, yeah, anything and or anything with those people behind it, I'm, I'm there, front row. Really excited to have him back on board. Uh, and up next, I'm not sure where it fits in the timeline, but I already have up here uh, The Skeleton Crew, which is a new animated series. Uh, I believe it. they said it is Goonies-inspired, which is very exciting. And the main draw of this series is Jude Law jumping into the Star Wars world um, as one of the characters. So I, I haven't seen much on it, but I, you say Goonies, I'm all in. Uh, it's going to be like a little animated show, I'm sure. It's, I don't it's know live much. action. Oh, is it live action? Yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Jude Law like, in, the, was, in the flesh. In the flesh. Why did I think it was anime? It's live. It's live in the. Oh in my the flesh, fault! Baby. It is not in animated. The flesh, flesh, Ooh, blah, baby. Absolutely. 
it is so i don't know how much weight it's gonna have on star wars like the main scale it seems like there's gonna be traveling around scoping things out so we'll see i'm not crazy about it but i'm not down on it either um what about you guys i think we have a lot of galactic fun that's on the horizon with this one you know nothing too crazily high staked like you said but like i said something something goonies type maybe stranger things type cashing on that how successful those things have been you know it, it kind of makes sense um could be something for my young nephews to to check out maybe with that little short animated show that they also were talking about um jedi adventures or something like that um could be a nice little segue to get them into this universe and this family of ours man i'm excited i'm down to see it i'm definitely will check it out for sure uh i'm not so excited about this one we do love galactic fun as jory once said but i don't know i'm kind of i'm kind of mad on this one. Oh, you will do i didn't even know it was live action but jordy you threw out stranger things so my mind is just racing like stranger things in the star wars world if like that happens I'm all hey. in, but you just throwing words out. Who knows what's gonna happen? <laughs> I mean, the, the only the only information we got is like four kids like tr- making mysterious discovery. Going, I'm to all in. Worlds. There we <laughs> Stranger go. Things. Done deal. Let's do it. That's all you That's had to say, it. Jordy. Stranger <laughs> Things. We're yeah. in. I'm down for that. All right. So now the real meat, the real exciting things coming up. Oh my gosh! Oh, the first one. Ahsoka season one. Oh my gosh, we got a trailer for this, and we should do a trailer breakdown. Oh my gosh! So Ahsoka season one trailer dropped. Um, the heir to the Empire. She said it. Ahsoka said it. She said it. We're getting Lars back as Thrawn. Of course, is he's the one who voiced him in the uh, Rebels, and now he's actually playing live action in the flesh. Uh, and we're having. Uh, Ezra looks to be returning. Sabine with long hair. Don't care. Sabine with the long hair. Chopper's making a return. Eris and Dula. Um, Mon Mothma showed up in the trailer, guys. I wasn't expecting that at all. Uh, with Genevieve O'Reilly, I believe is her name, which has been really great. And Andor. Go see it. Season one. Um, and then some newbies we didn't know about. Y'all. Ray Stevenson with the lightsaber. Are you kidding me? Ahsoka season one. It better be the best Star Wars series ever like it's it's it better be uh, i need it to be. so what about you yeah without i mean we, we don't want to let's not dive into it too much about speculations and theories but like it cannot be coincidence that she dropped the heir to the empire line it's, it's one of the one of the better <sighs> better books novels written uh in the extended universe it's not canon anymore but it's coming back um Man, I love there's so much juicy, awesome stuff to pull from there. And, you know, with some of these new characters like Stevenson, um, yeah, like there's there, we can dive into all the details. I'm just ex- extremely excited to watch this. And it's not that far away, guys. It's no, right around the corner. Up, coming Whoa. up, I had, I had actual goosebumps watching the trailer. Ahsoka's my favorite Star Wars character. Dave Filoni at the helm. What's not to love? What's not to be excited about i am this is my most anticipated star wars project that we have on the horizon i'm so excited i'm all in let's do it do it do it uh which is beautiful you said it nick dave filoni so that segues into the next one so again these ahsoka series the boba fett the mandalorian um they're all leading 
until they announced a culmination film. Dave Filoni is heading it up because these are his babies. All these Star Wars Rebels peeps are getting into the the swing of things in the galaxy. I don't know what other Mando or other shows will lead up to it after Ahsoka, but in a few years we're going to have uh, it's like the New Republic culmination with all the characters coming to an end, I guess. Um, the complete uh, ending timeline of these stories. So I'm excited for that. We obviously, there's so much to like, we could speculate all day. There's so much that has to unfold in these other series to see where it goes. Um, I would assume Thrawn would be a big part of it. I don't think they'd get rid of him in just the first season of Ahsoka since he's such a huge character. Um, but I'm super excited for it. Definitely doing his first film for Star Wars, no more animated or live action series. So we'll see what happens. What about you? Yeah, I'm curious to see how he's gonna, you know, how he's gonna handle that being at the helm of a, of a huge, you know, feature film. Um, I know there were some other films announced, but this is, I think, the key movie for Lucasfilms, for Disney, for Star Wars to get people back into theaters and kind of regain their their trust when it comes to these big block blockbuster movies. And what better way to do it than taking all the stuff that they've been, you know, creating over these last years and bring it all together to the big screen. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really stoked to see what they'll do. I just hope that um, Dave is able to kind of, you know, we all know he has the incredible knowledge and the vision. Now I just hope that he's also able to kind of and actually translate that, bring it to fruition on the big screen. That's the only thing I'm not sold on just yet. But like I said, he hasn't let us down yet. So, uh, yeah, go get it yeah. done, Dave. I'm, I'm generally not a big fan of them ending stories especially series in in films i think it's kind of feels disjointed at times and not as connected as i'd like them to um, but like you said they're bringing things from different series i'm very interested to see how they're gonna you know do the whole culmination as they described it of of these series and of these characters during this era and i think i'm i'm very excited to see how they're gonna do it and i have hope that Dave can pull it off and bring all these, like you said, Phil, all his babies together. The babies. And, and and I think I think it will be a, a good way to do it, a good way to just have an epic film, bring everyone together, tell the, the final tale of this era, of these characters that we were going to, you know, take on all these journeys together. And I'm really excited for that. Just don't kill Ahsoka. And we'll be all done. Please. Don't do it. Um, but the next announcement was... The Jedi Order Reborn coming back with Daisy Ridley. She's coming back to star in the next, uh, I guess it would be like a trilogy from the Skywalker saga. She's coming back. We're going to have the Jedi Order coming back together, I guess, through her, obviously, because if you know how Rise of Skywalker ends, she's the last I don't Jedi remember, standing, I but go guess. Ahead. Ahead. What, which uh, one? Which <laughs> one? <laughs> um... So this is the one that we talked the most guys off off pod here, off air here, like how our feelings are for it. And I know I can't remember what Jordy said, but me and Nick, for the listeners, we were not high on the new trilogy as a whole, um, especially Rise of Skywalker. And could it be forgiven? And I have come around with saying with Daisy really coming back. And I predicted this. I said they would do this 10 or 15 years later. I also had a prediction that Ray's coming back pregnant, but in 15 years she'll have a child. Oh, that's just another prediction. Um that it would be happening, and I think it. this is the best way for me to heal from what happened in the trilogy. If we can start over, move on from that, have something new, I will be able to heal from that from that rise of crap. Um, so, agreed, yeah, so I'm Phil, very much agreed. excited about this. I, we Look, guys, and I think we should say this to the listeners if they haven't noticed by now. There are Star Wars things that we don't like 
But we are not one of these crazed people who will attack the actor or the actress. I in no means blame Daisy Ridley for anything that happened in Star Wars whatsoever. She's playing a role. There will be no hate that we shed on people like that. So I'm excited to have her back. After Force Awakens came out, I was prepared to name my next kid if it was a girl, Ray. Like I was all in on that character. Um, I wasn't by the end of it. Um, but I do not blame Daisy really for any of that. So I'm excited to have her back, and I'm hoping for some redemption here. Because Star Wars, how beautiful would it be as much as we hated it? It is a story of redemption. If they can redeem themselves, those films, by doing this, I am all on board for it. Yeah, I don't I don't know if we can if I can be for I can forgive or forget what they've done. But like you said, Phil, really happy to have Daisy Ridley back. I think it's gonna be interesting to see where they take that character. And I think as if if they tell a cool story, which they have basically unlimited uh opportunities to tell. Unlimited Unlimited <laughs> power. Then I I don't know. I think we can uh I think we can tell a cool story and hopefully, like you said, Phil, he, at least heal from what we from the scars that we've Force heal. Have. Force heal. Kyle, another thing, heal me, baby. Grab out of thin air. Here's the deal, guys. Phil, you had an incredible monologue, emotional, talking about healing. Daisy Ridley is a, is a great actress. I have all the respect, all the love uh, for her, for Adam Driver, um, for the actors that played in the in sequel trilogy, Kelly, Marie, Tan, like we're talking about redemption, I'm at best, all that stuff. Everybody ap- apologize to to uh, Kelly Marie Tan <laughs> as well because for the stuff she get she got as for well. For sure. Um, but John Boyega. There is oh man, come on, they got to do something Don't with him forget. as well. But guys, him. the sequel trilogy, y'all sounding way too hopeful. I am not. Call me holding oh. grudges. I don't want. I don't want none of it. I am not ready to to open my heart back up after being stabbed through it. You guys are going right. No, <laughs> I get it, Jordy. Princess Leia said hope. That's what rebellions are built on. We got this is the spark that will light the fire. This is it. This is this is what we want. Somehow, Jordy, I I totally feel you. I totally understand. Maybe I'm just in a good mood today. You got, I don't know, you got four but... days off, Nick. I got a long <laughs> practice here. I got four days well, off. I got hope for all types of things. Bring Ray miserable. back. Bring them all back. Snoke. Bring Snoke. Another day <laughs> out of there, guy. I don't. This is like this is like getting your heart broken, hope. getting abused by by a relationship, and going right back into arms. Maybe this time around they can kind of redeem themselves. No, get out of here. Oh, I didn't sound like that. Um, no, I mean, I don't know. The, if their only target is, or goal is going to be to try to redeem or make sense of the sequel trilogy, I literally want none of it because it's going to it's going to tear up, tear open the scars that I have deep in my soul. And please, Phil, continue to the next thing, please. Thank you. Oh my goodness, I, I'm no way. Okay, we'll move on. Move on, please. Thank it. you. Let's next. start arguing. <laughs> All right, so these last two things, they didn't fit in the timeline of things, um, so I'll just put them at the end. One is Star Wars Visions 2, which is a non-canical show. Star Wars Visions 1 is fantastic. There's a couple episodes better than others, of course, um, but the style of it, that uh, that martial arts you're looking for in Star Wars, you definitely get that. Um, so I just added that at the end, guys. Star Wars Visions 2, there was a trailer release, so you can check that out. Um, and then the last thing, I don't know where they're going with it. They didn't announce much with it, much like the Lando thing. They're saying it's still happening, but nothing confirmed. The Taika Waititi film, I don't know what's going on, but they did say that was still happening. Um, and then and then with that still happening, they said the Ryan Johnson films are not happening right now. So we're just some side things that were thrown in there from the Star Wars celebration. Um, I know we enjoyed seeing all the news pop up. 
that morning when it started happening. So I'm excited. The next Star Wars celebration is in Tokyo, Japan, I believe. Yes, sir. I think a bucket That's list, right. guys, right. if we yeah. could make it to one together, that would be fantastic. Um, I think they should do it right here where I live. Why not? It'll make it easier for me. In the man cave. Um, so, out there. In the man yeah, cave. the man cave. Why not? All right. So, guys, after all of that, all the announcements that we went through for the Star Wars celebration, uh, I have a question for us, for all three of us. What was not announced or has not been announced that's coming out that you would like to see take place in a galaxy far, far away? You go first, Jordy. To be honest, we're touching on tens and tens of thousands of years in the time span era of Star Wars. Like we're going even way before Old Republic. We're going into the future now with, with Daisy Ridley. With Ray, Daisy Ridley coming back as Ray. We're covering so much that... I can't really complain or mention a specific, actual specific project that I missed that I would have liked to see. The only thing I can think of when you ask this question is, um, I guess more so the the animated style of Clone Wars that we've had has been the staple of Star Wars as much as we, you know, these especially these last decade or so. Um, we've had Clone Wars, we've had Rebels, which I'm rewatching now, and it's it's so good. Um, then we went Bat Batch. We finished up Clone Wars. Bat Batch finishing up, you know, with the next season. We had a bit of a resistance that I don't care for that much. I don't think a lot of people do. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the only thing that I have is like, what would they do, or what are they going to do with the animate animation department? Now that they're all in a live action shows, it would be cool to still have some awesome projects come out of that corner because i feel like they're still underrated underappreciated and some of the best star wars that we've ever seen well i thought skeleton crew was gonna be animated so just switch it to animate it's in the flash phil it's in the flash (laughs) the flash well for me i i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed the high republic era books um if you haven't had a chance to read them they're they're quick reads, really enthralling stories. Um, Light of the Jedi, Rising Storm, and The Fallen Star, the trilogy that I read. And those that era of Star Wars was told really well in those books. And I think it would be really cool to see some of those characters and some of those concepts uh, brought to the screen. Um, and then or in, a, in a more specific dream that I'd have, I would love to see an Oprah Winfrey-style talk show between ahsoka and luke just sitting there talking about anakin i'd watch that for about two hours special just conversations stories memories feelings they have about their interactions with anakin i hope we get some of that possibly in the ahsoka series but i thought you, i thought you were going to announce that you wanted us to get an oprah style when if we talk show that was all in on that you know well we could do that she'd sign us up Oprah, if you're out there, probably listening. (laughs) Well, I am highly disappointed because Nick, you took my answer. (laughs) No way. Yes, I. Well, one, High Republic, of course, but two, yes, I. I think about it all the time. I'm like, I really have to see Luke and Ahsoka sit down and let Ahsoka talk about his father. Like, just like give him that. I want it so bad. Like, it's something that'll make you cry, it'll make you laugh, it'll make you do, it make you do everything in life. Like that story of her telling it, and it would be fine if it was just a special, just one special on disney plus 
It could even just be Rosario Dawson sitting with a fake Luke Skywalker just talking. It would work for me. Whatever it is, just someone telling the story. Hey, Phil, we both we both want that. That's what I want. But don't worry, I have OLIs. I have something. I had a backup just in case because I thought someone might say that just enhanced in case. Um, another thing because we're we're all in. We're all in, guys. From Bad Batch to Mando, we're all in on Palpatine. He's he's the driving force of every saga. Somehow, whatever we're doing is Palpatine. So why don't we just go ahead and do a Darth Plagueis prequel series, whatever, and have the actual rise of Palpatine into the Sith. Like, why not we just go ahead and do that? You can cast someone younger. It'll work. Why not? Just do it. I'd love to see some Plagueis action. Like when uh, Darth Jar Jar was still Palpatine's master? Okay. We're out. I'm surprised you didn't say that. I, that you didn't I want mean, a Darth yeah, Jar Jar. <laughs> That's what I wake up with every single day of my life. Bad baby. So that concludes, unless y'all have anything else, uh, Star Wars Celebration items. And now it's time to move on to Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 7? Seven? We have one left? Mm. Just when we were down and out, they come back. Are we we back? Just when I I think I'm out, they pull me back in. So we are going to dive into the newest episode of Mandalorian. But before we do that, we have to let our man Jordy go through our beautiful, wonder, wonderful. Oh, my gosh. I got a child here, guys. I'm sorry. Keep that in the pod. This is what happens when you have kids, go. I see. It looks amazing. Moving on. The summary brought to you by Jordy. Beautiful, telling, most heartfelt way to do Original, original, we, as original, well. original as well <laughs> uh, of the beautiful episode that we just witnessed. So let him take you away on that adventure. Thank you very much. We have a lot to break down this week. This the episode is over 50 minutes long. So let's dive right in. This week's episode opens up with Elia came stalking through the understreets of Coruscant. And while ducking down in the side alley, she receives a message from a hidden Imperial probe droid projects a hologram of Moff Gideon, who expresses his disappointment at the Mandalorian's interference on Navarro. Turns out, the pirate's attack was in fact orchestrated by the Imperials, and Gideon now says he will deal with the Mandalorians himself. We then cut to Gideon's location. He's within a hidden Imperial base and enters a conference room where the so-called Shadow Council gathers, which consists of all the remaining leaders of the Imperial Remnant. Among their number, we see Brendel Hux, played by Brian Gleason, who is actually the father of the sequel trilogy's Armitage Hux, who plays by Dom Hall Gleason, his real-life brother, and in charge of the Emperor's prized scientific resurrection program, Project Necromancer. It's clear that there is an ambition for power from Gideon, who is not satisfied with the value the Council places in the prospect of Grand Admiral Thrawn returning to lead the Empire once again, when he seems to still be missing. Gideon has placed a request for Praetorian Guards, as well as TIE Interceptors and Bombers reinforcements, to deal with the current Mandalorian threats. He convinces them to approve his request by highlighting his theory that the Mandalorians are planning to retake Mandalore. On Navarro, we see a huge Imperial light cruiser branded with the symbol of the Mythosaur pull in above the city. The Mandalorians have come to claim their land gifted to them by Grief Karga. Bo-Katan expresses to Din Djarin the hope that the two groups will get along as this is their first time meeting. The first interactions seem to go well despite some hesitance. 
Grief Karga gives Jaren a bottle from Coruscant and adds another gift, a reprogrammed IG-11, now named IG-12. Inside is an Enzelian pilot who turned the droid into more of a mech than an actual sentient machine. He hops out, eyeing Grogu warily, and warns him again, no squeezy, before handing the droid over. Grogu fits inside and uses the voice functions to communicate that he is old enough to pilot it. He begins to walk the mech around Karga's office, repeatedly hitting the yes, 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 yes speech function. Yes, what? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Meanwhile, Bo-Katan inspires all the other Mandalorians of her plans to retake Mandalore and get several Mandalorians from each tribe to volunteer for their mission. And they're off. They land on the side of the old capital, Sundari. Their plan is to form a safety zone and to then bring the settlers down. A large ship with sails approaches from the horizon. It is a group of Mandalorians who recognize Bo-Katan's voice and the Night Owl Crest. They are loyal to her. They say they refuse to let any survivors leave the surface and made an example of Mandalore for refusing to surrender. But Bo-Katan says she actually did in fact surrender. After the Night of a Thousand Tears, she met with Moff Gideon and negotiated a ceasefire which should have spared the remaining cities and lives. That's how he came to have the Darksaber. But he betrayed her and continued the purge as planned. Later, Din Djarin tells Bo-Katan that they were wrong to believe everyone was selfish and had forsaken the way, but together they will rebuild it. Bo says she only has the Saber now to unite everyone, but Din Djarin says they do it not for the blade, but for her character and her leadership. We then cut to Paz Vizsla playing a board game with Axe Woves that, to no one's surprise, spills over into violence after an argument. Both groups let the fight play out until Grogu steps in to hold them apart in his mech suit. No, 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 he says. Bo tells Din that he taught Grogu well, but Din actually replies by saying that he did not teach him that. As the squad of Mandalorians approach the forge location, we see a great beast emerge from the rubble. It destroys their ship as the Mandalorians flee into a nearby rock formation. They make it down to what's left of the Great Forge, but then they are suddenly attacked by some Imperial stormtroopers with jetpacks in Beskar armor. While attempting to fend them off, our group of Mandalorians accidentally follow these troopers into an ambush within a hidden Imperial base on Mandalore's planet's surface. We see Din Djarin captured by the overwhelming odds and Moff Gideon fly in in his own jet Mandalorian-esque armor. Gideon says he has now created the next generation dark trooper suit forged from Beskar alloy and worn by himself. He's using the best of the Jedi, cloners and Mandalorians to create an unstoppable force. He prepares to deploy his aerial forces to destroy the Mandalorian fleet. He asks Bo-Katan to surrender the Darksaber. But she begins to cut them and exit while the rest of the Mandalorians open fire on their enemy. Paz Vizsla is covering their retreat. He closes the door on her to hold them off and buy them time. After taking out almost the entire regular garrison, he is confronted by Gideon's Praetorian guards, who then take him out as a trio. Rest in peace, Paz Vizsla. Roll the credits. All right, Jordy, thank you for that summary of beauty there. We uh, A couple of notes before we do start talking about it. This is Rick Fukuyama's 
sixth episode or fifth episode, fifth episode, y'all. <laughs> wait, wait, who, <laughs> wait, who directed this? Rick Fukuyama. No, you, you put a K and a G. In <laughs> is there, it wrong? <laughs> what is it? No, I, I knew I was gonna. Fama Yua. Fama Yua. No, it was cool okay. that we have all these different new up and coming directors. Fama Yua. That's gonna be a good open. Fama Yua. It's because you said Rick Fukuyama when I got on here. It's your fault. Y'all stayed quiet for a second. Rick, it's Rick Fumiyawa. No, say it again. Fumiyawa. Fumiyawa. All right, Fumiyawa. 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 All right, good. Okay. Thank you, Jordy, for that wonderful and beautiful. You can start over. We're leaving it all in. You can just go ahead and. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Fumiyawa. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna start over. Rick Fumiyawa. My bad. We're keeping it in there. I apologize, dude. I love you. I didn't say it wrong on purpose. Um, he. This is his fifth episode. Y'all, he, he gets some bangers if you haven't looked back. He did episode two, The Child, in season one. He did uh, The Prisoner or The Escapee, the one with my Twilight girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that that episode two. Uh, he also did The Believer in season two. He did The Apostate this season, which I said was top five of all the episodes so far. And then he just did this one, which I had to put in the top five as well. And he's doing the finale next week. Rick is getting the bangers. So been delivering. that's our intro to the episode. Who wants to go first? Who wants to I, talk? I want to go first. Nick goes I first. Go first. And all I have to say is one word about this episode, guys. Uh-oh. One word. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> what is going to knock his headset off? He is dancing for those who can't see right now. I'm trying to do my best Peter Pascal impression. It wasn't bad. <laughs> He's still going. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy did. Daddy did. Macaroon. <laughs> first word is no. Does that count? That doesn't count. That it does count. count. What if he can't speak ever? That was his first word. No. That's not his first word. That doesn't count. There's a pre-programmed. He has two options. Yes and no. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Okay. All right. So, Nick, you start with that. Let me – first off, okay, so so this morning after I watched it, I sent them a gif of Salamanca from Breaking Bad or saying – and ding, ding on three things because I got three things right, and I can't remember what they are. Oh, one, I did say Moff Gideon's probably chilling down there. He was. Two, oh, the second one is <laughs> – I got it wrong. I got it wrong. Grief Karga did not lose his legs to walk around with IG-11, but someone is walking around with the legs of IG-11, so I kind of got it right. You're not getting credit for that, no. I'm getting credit. I said someone's going to be walking around with his legs. You're reaching. You're reaching. No squeezing. No squeezing. Oh, that was such a cool (laughs) moment. That was cute. And what's the third thing you were supposedly right about? I can't remember what the third thing was. I did call three things. Gideon was down there. Someone was going to be walking around with IG's legs. I called Phil's that. crowning himself over here. Oh, oh, no, and it was Gold just another reference. No, it was just the third thing was the reference with Salamanca doing the thing was also like Gustavo Fring is lying or he's back. So it just all tied together. It was appropriate. They should have had Salamanca do a cameo like they do everyone else. Skinny P. Can't tell Grogu nothing with his new suit on. He's out here, <laughs> he's out here doing whatever the hell he wants. Menace now. To society right now. So let's actually talk about the episode now that we've moved on from the silly antics. All right, guys, what are we thinking? Was it the best episode this season? Yes. But still, 
Oh, not a butt. No, no, no. I mean, this episode by itself, there are some tiny minor things or whatever. Like, uh, it, it is what it is. It's, I'm still have, I still have that feeling like, why did it take us so long to get to this point? This could have been like an episode four or five ish type thing. Some people were saying that, you know, all this stuff that felt like side quest, side mission, Sally, they're all coming back to this episode, you know, with the best car, with, with, uh, you know, guess you could kind of see that, but I still feel like if they are actually capable of delivering an episode like they did with this one, which they did, I feel like they knocked it out of the part park. That means they could have done it before as well, because how some of the other stuff has been handled, I'm thinking like, all right, it is what it is, but let's not try to cloud my feelings or emotions too much in a negative way. There was so much of this episode that I loved starting right out of the gate was probably arguably the best cold open that we've had with the shadow council Ooh, meeting the warlords council Captain, yeah. you know Pelion for you know immediately caught your eyes soon as you saw the white mustache having thrawn's you know right hand man in legends there right there immediately shows you that you know showed the audience that yeah this is where we're going this is where we're headed um don't worry we got this type of deal um and you did you notice i don't know if you guys caught this but uh Brian Gleason played Hux, who was the brother of Dom Hall Gleason, who played General Hux from the sequel trilogy. I guess this would be his father. Then, yep. Right? Yeah, his That's daddy. Yeah. Daddy. Which Absolutely. Was cool. Really cool. Um, I I even because I've been rewatching Rebels like every day now for the last week. So when I saw the it's difficult to pronounce the in the mailer room, the mailer room, the fruit, the piece of fruit that Grogu grabbed at IG twelve, was like, oh my god, like yeah. you know, just wasting a beautiful <laughs> piece of fruit. Um. But then again, like, yeah, I think they, they had so much stuff that they were juggling to try to, you know, do justice on the screen. And, and I, I think they did a, they did an incredible job. A great way to end the episode as well to lead on to the to the, to the real finale. I'm really curious to see what's going to happen. But this episode, you know, by itself, it, it, it did exactly what I was hoping and dreaming for. Yeah, I, I mean, guys, it was it was so great. I mean, Din pledging his allegiance to Bo, I mean, yes, let me pledge my allegiance to you too, Bo. That was <laughs> that was amazing. Like, oh my god, it was it felt so much more powerful than her just getting the dark saber last episode. Her just having Din have the respect from her. That was so powerful. I love that. Um so much action going on. I I thought the the Moff reappearance, his he, I mean Moff wants to be a Mandalorian so bad. Like but I thought his suit was pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. His his best car suit was pretty cool. When I first saw the the Imperial hallways as we were going through the the caves, I was like, wait a second, what was that? Is that Imperial Hallway? And then of course, like like we had predicted, Moff had been camping out there. I loved it. Anyways, just loved the episode. What 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 else uh what else are you guys thinking? Phil, did you already give you, you didn't give you actual no, thoughts? No, not, not fully, no, but I, I I loved it. Like I said, I think I said it was top five episode. There's so many things that they did right in this episode. Um, and I think there's so many things that we've overlooked or I've, I've thought about during the day that I didn't pay attention to while watching it. Star Wars does, if they do these two things right, you know it's a good episode. One, I cared for it. I enjoyed it. Two, they make me want to buy stuff. If they do that in the episode, they did what they're supposed to be doing. I will be buying the first IG-12 figure with the Grogu inside of it. They won. I will be buying the first figure of Moff Gideon with his helmet. They won. Like, when you do that in Star Wars, you won. And whatever his troopers were, his new ones, I will be buying that figure. Like, 
That's how you know it's a great the episode. White, the white, mes- the white yes. Beskar. I'm not buying a Lizzo. I'm not buying a Jack Black. I ain't buying a Christopher Lloyd. I'm sorry. That last episode. But this episode, they got me buying stuff. So that's how I know it was a great episode. I enjoyed it. Like Jordy said, I wish it could have happened sooner. I don't know. It's They use that one whole episode to show the girl coming back from off Gideon. They use her at the start of the episode. Then they throw her to the side. It's like, you know, it's just so, too much setup. Like, how much setup do we need? Just give me this. This is was the stars that, I was want. Was that the spy? The episode was called the spy. Well, was that? so that's All right, what I was here, Here's the thing. All right, let, let me let me drop let me drop my theory in real quick, guys. Go ahead. Go ahead. Real go quick, ahead. Because I'm I don't often do this. I'm giving my personal stamp guarantee on this one, fellas. Oh my god. Quote me next week, listeners. Be back, and I'll take the blame if I'm wrong. But I, I, I my sixth sense, it's it, it's bubbling, guys. You were talking about Moff's helmet looking cool. We're si- well. There's a couple of things. First off, you know, it could be a Maul DeLorean back. In oh, the day. just say it already. Just thing. say it, Jordy. We're but all thinking it. How the hell is Gideon getting all this best car armor anyway? When there's a nobody to make him you out in the how. galaxy. Know how? Hey, let me <laughs> let me let me go back with the uh, with the injured folk uh, before uh, we get into any trouble. You know what I mean? <laughs> armorer, guys, it's I, the armorer. Yep, yep, yep. She's a spy. I, she set them all up. I, there's, there, there was always something fishy going on with the armor. I'm I'm on full on board with your theory, Jordy. But I I don't like I don't necessarily like thinking that it took like a two season arc of this like coming into fruition with her. But well, I don't get the motivation. What's her point of bringing them to like they they were scattered. They weren't doing anything scattered. She brought them together to be ca- like I don't I want to know her I'll motivation. Tell you exactly behind. what it is. It's Darth Maul. They no, were under not. Darth Maul, just okay, like now Maul you, Now you lost everybody. That's why she got the helmet, too. She got the Maul helmet, too, guys. I'm telling you. His helmet's not quite there, but it does have the, the things on it. But I definitely think she is the other spy. The low-key, the other spy could be Alex, Axe Wolves. I'll call him Alex. When he left, because where's the reinforcements, buddy? Um, but it's it's clearly, if if Mob Gideon shows up a full bester, now he does have the, uh, the Empire. I'm sure they could have forged it, I guess. They made a whole clone trooper set. So, like, how easy was it for her to make all that for everyone else? It clearly yeah. looks like she's part of it, though. But I, I it, you know, who knows? I'm, I mean, I'm definitely expecting in the next episode that some we don't know exactly what tribe could be the Night Owls, could be another like whatever it is. There's a group of Mandalorians, maybe even a covert there, that are not going to be fighting on Din's side. They're going to be siding with the Empire, siding with Gideon. And that's maybe one that we might have to bring well, in some. We gotta stick together. We gotta do it. Well, so who was one of them? Was it the armor or the bow? She said the watch, Death Watch, has been dispersed. They don't exist anymore. What if they yeah. do secretly? They could still be out there. I mm-hmm. could see that being a thing. Um, yeah, I I thought the I thought that what was rumbling under that mountain was gonna be the Mythosaur. That was my first thought. I and thought it was then, a Mythosaur coming out too. And then that whatever that creature was. And I don't know where that creature went. Like they just like ran in some caves and they were good. Yeah. Maybe it was supposed to be a longer sequence. I don't know. Um, can, can we discuss? I mean, we haven't even talked about it, but we got to talk about the huge sacrifice, the death in this episode. What do you think about, about Ooh, Paz, Paz, Paz Vizsla? Vizsla went down like a champ, man. He so, went out like a right, champ. Right, a champ. I was worried it was going to be weak sauce. So I'm like, there's no way these dudes take him out. 
like the 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 troopers like just shoot him he's like he's got best card he's the biggest dude and then by the end of it, i was like okay he went out honorably because when the patreon guards harry Perry, how do you say Praetorian, the guards Praetorian, Praetorian. moment where you point like hey that's them um that was a cool sequence yeah, yeah he went and out they, he went out good and i thought it was cool to see those things i thought it was cool to see that those guards were like doing their jobs for once too because we they, were, they like hyped them up to be so badass in the in the sequel trilogy and then i mean he i mean he it was kind of gruesome like three stabs Oof. but guys he kind of dodged for nothing guys it's well, always that typical could he just went on the other side of the door like first i was first i was like that. why the hell did bo not use his saber on the i was waiting window? for her to use the saber the whole fight but yes. I was thinking maybe if they opened up towards the Empire or towards Moff, they would have been blasted anyway. It right. still took her too long to get to the back. And then again, Paz was just whooping ass. He could have just walked backwards, kept spraying, and just went through the hole anyway. Yeah. But, I, but either way, I didn't want to take it, take it away from this moment. But some people were saying that this moment, guys, actually a symbolism not just for Vizsla dying, but also maybe a ceremonial way of John Favreau backing out of Star oh. Wars with some of the stuff that's been happening. Obviously, for people that don't know, it's just his voice. Not buying that. Not in on that. All right, all right. Well, Favreau just, loves it. Sprinkling. Well, he's not doing anything drama. but Mandalorian. So what I, what I didn't understand, maybe you guys can shed some light on this, but why did they capture Din? Like he's like kill kill everybody else, but then he somehow wants to right. capture. Din. I guess maybe he's angling on Gro- debriefing Grogu back Debr- or debriefing. Debriefing room. what though? They like, why? That's why? Like- what is he? I mean, I, my only thing is that he wants. He's like angling on getting Grogu back. I mean, we saw his. But Grogu was right there. I know, but what I'm saying is he he had he had like access to Din at that point. Din was trapped outside the the barricade or whatever and but i'm like why he wants to kill everyone else but he just wants to keep din for himself I'm, we did see the cloning tanks too did you guys catch those yeah you know, when he walked yeah through, so yeah. I, I don't think well he's again that's with heavy that. palp we're going yeah. into palp snow yeah. stuff here and that's what i also liked oh this was so good so obviously moff is against thrawn like he's not hyped to it but like if you know thrawn i love thrawn i have all the novels on there i love it thrawn is a a cultural like historian like that's what he does he travels he collects art he collects and learns about other cultures that's how he uses his war tactics he learns what they do so that he can counter or whatever so how beautiful is it that that's how we know thrawn is and then here moff is saying i'm taking all the culture of the cloning the jedi the mandalorian and i'm creating something with it at some point like those two are going to come to a head like right like he doesn't care for thrawn we know thrawn is coming because we've already seen it yes like i like how they're both kind of the same but different i can't i I can't wait for the moment where moff is so obsessed with thrawn kind of looks up to him kind of but like more of an like power hungry type of way and i just can't wait for the moment where we've been dealing with getting all this time and then thrawn comes into picture and he's like Wait, who the hell are you again? Like, like <laughs> hand on his shoulder. Like, you think you feel in charge? You know what I mean? Like, it's just I, so it's different leagues. You know. I'm really, I'm really glad that they didn't show us Thrawn too. Like, I think that. Oh yeah. I, I, I was. There was a part of me that was like, he's gonna like appear in in one of the, when when Moff was like, where the hell is this guy? And then I thought he was gonna like, I thought he was gonna put down his like, okay, here I am. But I'm kind of glad that they didn't because just the the legend of Thrawn just continues to grow. We're obviously going to get him in the future, but I was so happy about that. He's definitely going to be post-credit scene finale. I'm sure I would bet on Probably. that. Probably. 
I hope he's not in the episode, but he's probably gonna be a post credit scene. Yeah. All right, guys. Quick question: Yes or no is all we need. Is Boba coming back for this finale? Yes or no? And is he bringing his beloved pet? Yes or no? Nick, go. No. Philip. He said no. Philip. Ah! No. Oh, not no at all. Both. Jordy. No on the rancor for sure. We're not going to start. We're not going to have a 40 minute episode. No, 35 minute episode. And the first 20 minutes are going to be on Tatooine again. We're not having that. Uh, they're going to they're go all the way to Tatooine to get Boba and come back. Like, that's too much. With the rancor, man. You can't bring enough food. The rancor can't fit on the ship. They could barely fit on it. <laughs> you know what would be better? Bill Burr. I'd rather have Bill Burr come back. No. No? Not Bill Burr? Phil, you Phil, you complain about Jack Black and Lizzo. Bill Burr's out here with a, with Whoa, a damn Boston no. accent. Just, you just love Boston. No. You just love Bill Wait Burr. Wait a minute. I love Bill, Bill Burr, Burr too. Character I'll take was that fantastic. back. Bill Burr is Bill Burr's episode is one of my favorite Mandalorian. Bill Burr can be in this last time. I was joking. I love I love Bill Burr. What I'm saying is we're being awfully picky and choosy because we love Bill Burr. Yes. And Bill Burr's out here with a damn Boston, Boston accent. And we're just all cool. I mean, with hey, look, it. <laughs> acting what, his ass people, off. Look, Lizzo's complaint is not her accent. It's she's not acting. She's just there. And Jack Black is I don't need that. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Phil, you cut up a little bit. What's Jack Black? Whoa, oh, okay. I don't know what it was. Just <laughs> no, some Bill Burr guy in a acted, row. Bill Burr acted Bill Burr was great. We all agree. We all agree. I'm just trying to keep okay. everyone I'm just trying to keep everyone honest here. That's all I'm saying. Golly. All right, all right. Okay, guys. Last question before we we gotta wrap this thing up. If they give us a satisfying finale, they they tickle our little balls with some thrawn in the post credit <laughs> scene. You know, get our juices flowing there. <laughs> Will these will these two back to back episodes be enough to wash away all the side mission sallies, all the frustrations, all the 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 the, the frustration and sadness that we've had on this pod week to week at times as well? Will it be enough? Yes or no? Yes, and I hate that the answer is yes. But if they nail two episodes in a row, I'm I'm back in. I'm hype. I'm going. We we all love Star Wars. We got. We're having we got another dance back. party next week. But I don't want to. I don't want to have to give them the satisfaction of knowing that I'm back. We can't. We can't justify this <laughs> behavior. You know what I'm play saying? Hard to get. I play hard to get. Yeah, but I am. I will be back 100, percent and it will redeem me, and it will be a great if they can close the deal on it. It'll be great. But I don't want to give them the enjoyment and the satisfaction of uh, knowing that they can act like this, play with our feelings like that. Yeah, exactly. I'd say yes too because they did it for the first two seasons. It was the same thing, side mission, side mission. We had that one awful episode with the, I don't even know what that guy was. Gunslinger. Yeah, gunslinger. They always do it. Then season two, obviously, went out with Luke Skywalker. Season one, off getting with the dark side. Like they pull it off in the finale in the final two apps. So I'm assuming they're gonna pull it off here. And you, and it's just like at this again. point. Well, no, I think at this point we're gonna complain about it, but this is this is what they do. They're gonna take us on a journey and have some crazy dumb episodes and then but they as long as they finish it which is what we care about the most right? the most important thing yeah yeah that was our problem with the new trilogy they didn't finish it how we how it needed to be finished and if they finish this correctly you know good and if they don't who cares i gotta soak a next whatever okay don't blow up but still i gotta soak (laughs) (laughs) i'll be fine phil's already tampering his expectations yeah (laughs) don't do it to mess with my emotions 
but I'm okay. So that concludes this episode. We hope you enjoyed everything that we talked about, Star Wars Celebration and the Warren. We'll be back next week with the finale with hopefully as much enthusiasm as we have now. Thank you, and check us out on all the social medias, Twitter and Instagram, Screens and Sizes. That is us, Screens and Sizes. Uh, I'm done, guys. Thank you for listening. Will there be another dance party next week? That's the big question, guys. Yes. Let's hope so. Yes, 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 y